This is our devotional commentary for 2 Samuel chapter 23. I'm Pastor Doug Corlew. Welcome to the Abide Podcast, where we daily begin with the reading of God's Word. Now these are the last words of David. The oracle of David, the son of Jesse. The oracle of the man who was raised on high. The anointed of the God of Jacob. The sweet psalmist of Israel. The Spirit of the Lord speaks by me. His word is on my tongue. The God of Israel has spoken. The rock of Israel has said to me, When one rules justly over men, ruling in the fear of God, he dawns on them like the morning light, like the sun shining forth on a cloudless morning, like rain that makes grass to sprout from the earth. For does not my house stand so with God? For he has made with me an everlasting covenant, ordered in all things and secure. For will he not cause to prosper all my help and my desire? But worthless men are all like thorns that are thrown away. They cannot be taken with the hand, but the man who touches them arms himself with iron and the shaft of a spear, and they are utterly consumed with fire. These are the names of the mighty men whom David had. Joshabathabeth, a Tachamanite, he was chief of the three. He wielded his spear against 800 whom he killed at one time. And next to him among the three mighty men was Eliezer, the son of Dodo, son of Ahohai. He was with David when they defied the Philistines, who were gathered there for battle, and the men of Israel withdrew. He rose and struck down the Philistines until his hand was weary and his hand clung to the sword. And the Lord brought about a great victory that day, and the men returned after him only to strip the slain. And next to him was Shammah, the son of Agi, the Herorite. The Philistines gathered together at Lehi, where there was a plot of ground full of lentils, and the men fled from the Philistines. But he took his stand in the midst of the plot and defended it and struck down the Philistines, and the Lord worked a great victory. And three of the thirty chief men went down and came about harvest time to David at the cave of Adullam, when a band of Philistines was encamped in the valley of Rephaim. David was then in the stronghold, and the garrison of the Philistines was then at Bethlehem. And David said longingly, Oh, that someone would give me water to drink from the well of Bethlehem that is by the gate. Then the three mighty men broke through the camp of the Philistines and drew water out of the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate and carried and brought it to David. But he would not drink it. He poured it out to the Lord and said, Far be it from me, O Lord, that I should do this. Shall I drink the blood of the men who went at the risk of their lives? Therefore he would not drink it. These things the three mighty men did. Now Abishai, the brother of Joab, the son of Zeruiah, was chief of the thirty, and he wielded his spear against three hundred men and killed them and won a name beside the three. He was the most renowned of the thirty and became their commander, but he did not attain to the three. And Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, was a valiant man of Kabziel, a doer of great deeds. He struck down two Ariels of Moab, He also went down and struck down 
a lion in a pit on a day when snow had fallen. And he struck down an Egyptian, a handsome man. The Egyptian had a spear in his hand, but Benaiah went down to him with a staff and snatched the spear out of the Egyptian's hand and killed him with his own spear. These things did Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, and won a name beside the three mighty men. He was renowned among the thirty, but he did not attain to the three. And David set him over his bodyguard. Asahel, the brother of Joab, was one of the thirty. Elhanan, the son of Dodo of Bethlehem, Shammah of Herod, Elika of Herod, Helaz the Peltite, Ira the son of Ikesh of Tekoa, Abiezer of Anathoth, Mebunai the Hushethite, Zalman the Aharite, Maharai of Nedophah, Heleb the son of Bana of Nedophah, Ittai the son of Ribai of Gibeah of the people of Benjamin, Benaiah of Piriathon, Hidai of the brooks of Gaash, Abialban the Arbathite, Osmaveth of Bahurim, Eliaba the Sheolbanite, the sons of Jashan, Jonathan, Shammah the Herorite, Ahiam the son of Sharar the Herorite, Aliphet the son of Ahasbai of Makkah, Eliam the son of Ahithophel the Gilanite, Hezro of Carmel, Parai the Arbite, Egal the son of Nathan of Zobah, Bani the Gadite, Zelek the Ammonite, Naharai of Beroth, the armor-bearer of Joab, the son of Zeruiah, Ira the Ithrite, Gareb the Ithrite, Uriah the Hittite, 37 in all. Immoral, corrupt, oppressive, power-hungry. These are words that may come to mind when people think about rulers of this world, whether elected or imposed, warring leaders and factions can decimate a land and its people. Citizens are forced to flee if they hope to survive, much less flourish. We have seen so little of the kind of ruler described in 2 Samuel 23, a ruler who does not crush or dominate his people, but refreshes and nurtures them. At one level, David's last recorded words describe the blessing any group of people will experience when they have good leadership. Whether it's the coach of a team, teacher of a classroom, supervisor of a workforce, mayor of a town, or father of a family, if the leader is competent and caring, those under that leadership will benefit. Such a leader brings freshness and vitality to others, like a pleasant sunrise or a nourishing rain. Verses 1-4 through four. But at a deeper level, David is writing prophetically, looking into the future, to describe a coming king who will rule over all people in perfect righteousness. The Spirit of God is filling David to speak of the final representative of the Davidic dynasty. This is a divine revelation of Christ, the Messiah. People are energized under the leadership of this one who establishes justice and renews his servants. The kingdom of God is attractive to them because the king is attractive. 
in their service to him. They seek to reflect his ways even now. But not everyone wants the kingdom, which is to come. Some want no part of the righteous ruler's reign. So they will be excluded from the kingdom they despise, thrown away, and utterly consumed with fire. Verses 5 through 7. With our hearts set on the glory of King Jesus, we will serve him with courage and faithfulness, even as David's mighty men gave their all for him. These elite warriors often stood alone, but in God's strength they were able to turn the tide in the face of overwhelming odds. One struck down 800 men in a single conflict. One stood firm when others retreated, cutting down Philistine forces until his hand froze to his sword. Another made some farmer happy by defending his fields against enemy invaders. Verses 8-12 through 12. When David was thirsty, three of his men risked their lives to get him water. He was so moved by their bravery and kindness that he couldn't drink it. He could only pour it out as an act of worship before the only one worthy of such devotion. Verses 13 through 17. David's mighty men excelled in their calling as they fought for God's anointed king. These were David's most esteemed and loyal troops. And the name at the end of the list, Uriah the Hittite, is not meant to haunt us with sad memories, but to humble us with God's grace. So key in David's life and ours. Verses 18 through 38. Thanks for listening to the Abide Podcast. For more information about Summit Church of Alta, go to summitefc.com. And I'll meet you again next time as we abide, living daily in the Word.